Welcome to a Friday, Friday edition of the Bill Michaels Show. We are glad you're with us. Thanks so much. The night was fun. Uh, it wasn't what Packers fans wanted by any stretch of the imagination, but it was fun nonetheless. Man, the first round of the NFL draft normally presses up against the 11 o'clock hour and even beyond for the most part. And uh, not not last night, man. They blew through that thing. Trades, everything. There you go. Yeah, it was, uh, it was that kind of night. And the Packers walked away with Quay Walker. Uh, and they also walked away uh, with Deontay Wyatt, uh, Devontae Wyatt. And both guys in the Georgia pipeline, they come north, they join Eric Stokes, and the defense is deep, the defense is right, the defense is about as good as it's been, maybe go back to 2010. Now, I don't know if they're going to have the defensive player of the year like they did with Charles Woodson at that time, but they're solid at every position. Okay, I don't think there's any doubt about that. They're solid at every position. Now, the other side of the coin is no wideout. None. And that's got some people upset. Um, name cannot be blank. Says lather, rinse, repeat this year. Stokes is a reach. And Asante Samuel Jr. is better. Dylan is a reach, and we don't need him. Gary is a reach in a project he never uh, produced in college. Maybe trust the guys who do this for a living. Um, completely get it. Uh, the guy, Rashawn Gary, I didn't have a lot of belief in. I do now that uh, I have absolutely said I was wrong on that one without a doubt. But, uh, you don't, when you talked to Gudikins last night and when you heard his reaction to why did you not get a receiver, there was four or five guys, six guys, Aaron Rodgers stated on the Pat McAfee show last night that there were six wide receivers they valued in the top part of the draft. And the rest uh, are more second, third round material. And Gudikins said that they did try to make a deal. They tried, um, well, unsuccessfully, obviously, but they did try to make a deal last night. They did try to make a few phone calls to see what was available. And a couple of things you have to remember, the first and foremost being, you got to have a partner. You got to have somebody to dance with. If nobody's going to dance with you, then you can make all the trade, you know, evaluations you want and it doesn't matter. It looked like last night, that the Packers wanted to move up, and they wanted to grab one of those guys in the top three. Drake London, Garrett Wilson, or Chris Olave. They were looking to move up. But the draft capital to move up was just what he valued as too expensive. So they didn't. And they stood pat. And then they watched the board fall to them. And then sure enough, Quay Walker out of Georgia, the inside linebacker, he comes. And then the next, uh, the next, and that was the pick, by the way, from the Las Vegas Raiders for the Devontae Adams choice. And then in addition to that, they get a little bit later on, they get Devontae Wyatt. And um, he uh, is, again, another defensive lineman, an edge rusher, if you will. Big tackle. He's He can move everywhere. They've put him down in a three-point stance. He's better in a two. He's better standing up and coming off the edge. But he can be used everywhere. Interior next to Kenny Clark, he can go outside. He's kind of the guy, uh, and I said this last night, he is the replacement piece for Zadarius Smith, but he's not Zadarius Smith. He can do a lot of the same things, but he's nowhere near the level of Zadarius Smith. He's got a long way to go and a lot of work to do before he gets to that, that gets to that point. In the meantime, Marquise Brown, he gets traded away 
and for draft choices. So the Ravens, which uh, did not make Lamar Jackson very happy when he tweeted out the WTF, but there is the ability to still trade for a veteran and trade some of your draft capital if indeed a team values that at that particular position that the Packers could then make a deal. It doesn't necessarily mean the Packers have to trade up to get themselves a wide receiver. It means that the Packers could actually trade out of that portion of the draft and still be able to get a wide receiver by just simply giving up that pick and maybe find a veteran along the way. I don't know that that's going to happen, but all is not lost. Um a couple of things came out of last night's conversation with Pat McAfee with Aaron Rodgers. One, Rodgers said he was surprised that Devontae still pressed that hard to leave. And if he's in touch with Devontae and they're that good of friends, why was he surprised? That I don't understand. Because after that being his guy and going on and on about how he would come back, if Tay was coming back, and, you know, all of that conjecture, and then to say, yeah, I was surprised by it. How? If you know this guy, you know that he was hell-bent on not coming back. And the fact that the Packers not only matched, but exceeded the offer that he got. And he still didn't want to come back. This whole claim of, well, guys want to come here to play with me. No, they don't. No, they don't. Tay wanted out. Now, whether that's because he just that much, his heartstrings were with Derek Carr or with the Raiders, going back to the childhood team, uh, and that far outweighed his loyalty to the Green Bay Packers and to Aaron Rodgers, I don't know. But that was somewhat surprising. The other piece of news was that Rodgers did say that there were six wide receivers the Packers were looking at, and then Brian Gutekinds did evaluate and state that they were trying to make a deal to move up. They were trying to make a deal. They picked up the phone. They called a few. They just couldn't find a trade partner. And what was being asked wasn't in that trade chart value. Okay? And then the other aspect of that was that Roger said, yeah, I'll be here in May. I'll be here at some of the voluntary workouts. What? The whole time we were under the impression that Aaron Rodgers wasn't coming back. We'd see him come training camp. And now, I give him credit. I mean, he's not Russell Wilson having guys come to his house uh, and play on the football field in his backyard, and he's throwing passes to get kind of a rhythm down with these guys. He's not that. But the fact that he's coming back at all, I mean, I shouldn't say we should drop to our knees and kiss his ass, but for what he did last year and what he had said he was going to do this upcoming season, for him to now say, yeah, I'm coming back, that's, 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 pretty, that's a pretty big measure right there. It's expected, but considering the fact that we were kind of making it a foregone conclusion he wasn't coming back, uh, I'll take it. I'll take it. So those were some of the things that came out of last night. The uh, Packers defensively got uh, what I would consider to be deeper and better. I don't know how much better because you never know with draft choices. On paper, they're a very good defense, and on paper, they're a very deep defense. I don't know if they're top five, but I, I got to admit, they're probably pretty damn close. And as people were talking about the loss of Zedarius Smith, I had to remind people, wait a minute, Zedarius didn't play last year. He played a few snaps, and that was it. He didn't play last year. So, And even Zedarius, in his press conference with the Minnesota Vikings, said that the doctors told him, guys that have this injury don't come back. They don't come back. This back problem can persist for a long time. They, they don't come back. And within four or five months, he was back. And he feels great. I talked to him for all of maybe 
30 seconds when we were in Minneapolis, I happened to just by happenstance see him uh, going down an elevator or an escalator in the Mall of America, do a little shopping. But seemed in good spirits, looked great as always. He's always been a physical specimen, but says he feels feels great, you know. Um, you know, and then you wish him luck and you say, well, not too much luck, at least twice a season. He just kind of laughed and waved and said, I, hurt, I won't hurt you too bad. And then just kept going. But nevertheless, uh, he's so anyway, Wyatt is not going to replace Zedarius, but he's a body that's actually there where Zedarius wasn't last year. So defensively, I think we feel good. Offensively, you're still left scratching your head. How good can this offense be? A lot of work left to do. Nine picks left between tonight and tomorrow. Nine picks to be able to shovel out and see if the Packers can't get exponentially better. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends over there at Bud Light. They are the uh, official beer sponsor of the Bill Michael Sports Talk Network. And uh, also, they, Budweiser, the official beer sponsor of Major League Baseball. Brewers get a sweep. McCutcheon does damage. First pitch, gone. See ya! And then later in the ballgame, in the uh, top of the ninth, he then brings in a couple of runs, and the Brewers walk away with a sweep of the Pittsburgh Pirates. Correct me if I'm wrong. Is it six or seven wins that the Brewers have in this 12-win season uh, have come at the expense of the Pittsburgh Pirates? The Pirates are a, uh, a bad baseball team. Uh, they're not worse than Cincinnati, I'll tell you that, because Cincinnati absolutely, positively sucks. But Pittsburgh is is not a good team. Then you got the Cubs coming to town. And the Cubs are going to be taking on the uh, the Brewers down at American Family Field later on this evening. So looking forward to uh, Cubs fans coming into the city, which you would assume if you are cruising around downtown Milwaukee tonight, some of the hotels are going to be seeping with Cubs fans who have not gone to early baseball games because of the inclement weather. And they've bought their tickets to come up to this rivalry series at American Family Field because you know you're going to play inside the Dome and inside the Comforts. So that's coming up. And then in the meantime, can the Boston Celtics be beaten without Chris Middleton? I know, you know, people are pointing to the fact that they completely disposed of the Chicago Bulls easily without Chris Middleton. But there is still something to be said for uh, one of the guys alongside Giannis, who has been a staple, not being in the lineup as of right now. So we'll see. Um, six wins, by the way, against the Pirates and 13 wins on the season. Thank you very much, John. I knew I was in that realm. When you don't do the show for a couple of days during the week, you get a little lost along the way. So yesterday was spent uh, pretty much driving back into the, uh, into the Wisconsin-Milwaukee area. So it took, uh, you know, what, about four or five hours to get home, something like that. But I did get my fill of Zantigos, which was fantastic. So, yes, thank you for asking. On the way in and then again on the way out. Uh, in between was uh, a few belly aches, and that was about the extent of it. <laughs> but we did have a great night at Manny's the other night. Oh my God, Manny's Steakhouse—it's it's unbelievable. If you ever go there, you got to get that brownie. It's as big as your head. It's huge. And then the uh, banana cream pie, which was highly suggested by Paul Charchi and his wife Roxy, and both were fantastic. But that being that being said, back into uh, the Green Bay Packers. So I want to get your reaction. Um, the Packers fortified themselves defensively. The Packers are better defensively, but the big question still looming is, what are they going to do for wide receivers? Who are they going to get? Who do you want to see them get at this point that's left on the board that would be somewhat beneficial to this team? Now, the other thing to think about is when you're talking about second-round talent, third-round talent, yeah, you know what? People are pointing to Jordy. People are pointing to Devontae. People are even pointing to... To uh, Donald Driver, who was a seventh-round draft choice. I, gr- I agree with all of that. But 
Jordy was a little different. He still wasn't Jordy until maybe year four or five. And Jordy Nelson, we had had some interviews with him at Super Bowl going back three years. And I had asked him at one point, I said, you know, how long did it take you to get on the same page with Aaron Rodgers? And he said I, he was still working on it when he left. He said, you just, it, it just doesn't happen. It's not one day all of a sudden you're on the same page. It takes a lot of time and a lot of study. So to think a wide receiver is going to come in and be on the same page with Aaron Rodgers, they have got a lot, a lot of work to do. A lot of work to do. And Aaron Rodgers is going to have to give up a bit of the the controlling trust factor. He's going to have to basically just say, I'm going to wing to where you're supposed to be, and we'll eventually get on the same page. But for right now, you got to be running as crisp a route and, and as a shorter route is anybody. You got to do what's on the paper. You got to do the way the thing's drawn up. Otherwise, you, there's going to be turnovers and this ball isn't going to move. They're not going to be able to move the football. Rodgers, you know, Rodgers is going to talk about the trust issue. Uh, he isn't going to trust anybody. He's not going to throw the ball. He's going to suddenly uh, focus on Randall Cobb and Alan Lazard only, a little bit of Robert Tanyan. And then it's going to be a, a, a more of a run heavy offense. 877-867-1670. Hit us up. we got a lot of the Bill Michael Show coming up today, uh, all the way up until 2 o'clock this afternoon. So we got some guests to talk about last night's draft. we got, uh, we by the way, producing the program today, our buddy Ebo is in studio as Ben Kenny took the day off. How many hours did Ben work yesterday, Ebo? Oh, he'll give you a sob story. No, but he, he was a soldier. He came in around, like, I'd say 9 o'clock. He, he jumped in here and then, so 9 to 2 with me and then 6 to, well, then the podcast for, you know, the Bill Michael show yesterday. 6 to 7. So then about 3 o'clock, he said he really wanted a bagel. So I sent him out to Forever Bagels here in Madison. And then he's like, is there any New York-style bagels around here? I'm like, there is. And then uh, 6 to 7 for Kenny and Heilprin and then 7 to midnight for the draft show last night. Wow. So he had a nice little day. So I, I said I'd gladly fill in for him uh, today. Yeah. As I think he's he going did, to Chicago uh, again. Yeah. Is that what he's doing? I knew he was t- taking off because he had texted me last night about uh, maybe quarter to one in the morning, and he said, it's just my luck. I guess <laughs> a long train was going through town, <laughs> and he couldn't get home. Well, let me ask he you, Bill. See- let me ask yeah. you, Ben. I mean, when you sign up to be in radio, when you, I mean, Ben Kenny's been here almost a year, I think. When you sign up to be in radio, you know what you're getting into, especially yeah, when you're first yeah. starting out. You're going to be working long days, some long nights, and uh, I, I, not to sound callous. I have no remorse. I think it's putting some hair on his chest, Ben Kenny. Yeah. I used to come into the office uh, when I first got into Wisconsin. I used to get into the office about noon, and I would get home at about 2 in the morning pretty consistently. Yeah. You know, and especially if you were covering a game and then you were bad. That was back. Uh, and I hate to say back in the day, <laughs> but that was prior to digital. Oh, dude. You you were actually doing everything via recording. Uh, whether You know, the old cassette tapes. Yeah. Did you have the cards uh, and, the, you know, yeah. you queue everything up? Yep. So you had to queue it all up and play the tape and then get all the cuts ready for the next day and the morning show. And, well, see, if we say this actually, to Ben, if we say this to Ben, oh, he doesn't want to hear any of it. You know, he's no. like, oh, you guys are just blah, blah, blah. It's like, I once worked 38 hours straight in radio. Ben. Yeah. He's like, oh, whatever. When I was doing uh, rock radio in Columbus, we had a snowstorm. And Columbus, Ohio, is not used to to, to snowstorms. Not not of epic pro- I mean, you know, they're a lot like Cincinnati in the sense that the, their big snow plows are plows in the front of their garbage trucks. That's that's all it is. They don't have big plows. So where we were, we, we had kind of a remote station. They couldn't get to me for a long time. And there, it wasn't that I could leave. It was that nobody could get to me. 
So, I, I mean, I, I literally just lived in the station for about 36 hours. Uh, went on the air, and you, yeah. you're playing in, in a Gata de Vida just to be able to go down and go to the bathroom, you know, <laughs> so you get about eight minutes worth of music. But, yeah, it was uh, you just sitting in the studio playing music, and, yep. you know, every now and then somebody would say, hey, we can get a pizza to you, and but they couldn't. They couldn't get up this big, steep driveway. But, yeah, I, I, I remember those days. Yeah, I was so, yeah, ben, ben, uh, ben did yeoman's work yesterday. I was telling well, Ben, I mean, there'd be worse jobs in the world than sitting around talking about sports all day and night, man. I think you got it okay. <laughs> oh, no. We could be out di- digging ditches yeah. in 20 below. Exactly. Yeah, so I, I never, ever, ever complain. Uh, let's do this. We're going to go ahead and take a quick break. Stay tuned. we got a lot more of the Bill Michael Show coming up next welcome back glad to have you the bill michael show brought to you by our friends at wisconsin harley davidson the weather starting finally starting to warm up a little bit the grass is at least green and at some point in the next week i think the rain might stop and the clouds might go away and the weather might get a little warmer and the ability to get out and ride is finally going to be here and uh, there is no better place to get a bike, a new bike, a used bike, or learn how to ride than our friends over there at Wisconsin Harley-Davidson. Go to WISHD.com. That is WISHD.com. Again, WISHD.com. Uh, Casey says the Packers, yes, they did get better. The six first-round wide receiver, they were all off the board. Uh, get a tall burner wide receiver and edge on, uh, on or O-lineman in round two. Go, Pack, go. What is the next... The next pick for the Green Bay Packers. What is the next pick for the Packers? Is it one of those wide receivers that are still sitting there? One of the ones that, uh, you know, might be, might be better suited? Second round, maybe that find? You know what I'm talking about? The best available players right now, now don't forget, uh, the Packers are drafting a little bit later in this next round, but when you start to look at the wide receivers, there's still Christian Watson, who we talked about quite a bit, uh, the tall, lanky wide receiver out of North Dakota State, uh, big target, good speed. He's got long arms and big hands. We were talking about that last night. By, by the way, Ebo, did you see, because uh, Ben Kenny is fascinated with the size of Kenny Pickett's hands, the Pittsburgh yeah, quarterback. He made me measure his hands. I had to find a ruler for him like a couple weeks ago during the conference. Yeah, I saw that picture. So oddly enough, because I'm getting ready, we're, we're going to redo the um, the studio here. And it's going to become a stand-up, and it's going to be a new countertop and all that stuff. So they were in here measuring, and the tape measure was here. So I measured my hand last night, actually tweeted it. So 10 and a half. I saw that. Okay, just because uh, Ben was so fascinated with it last night. By the way, I don't not, know how we got into the hand discussion, but we did. Oh, by the way, Ben Ben's up. He's like, I'm I'm glad you guys are ripping on me. I'm like, I'm, we're not ripping on you, man. We're <laughs> we're just saying we're putting some hair on your chest. It's good for you. Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, Bill, I know it's an emotional night in the draft and whatnot, but. Rumor is Kenny Pickett has still got his head down crying. That guy, that guy did not lift his head up for like a half an hour. I know it's right? emotional, but dude, it's like, look at the camera and like give a shout out to the nation, man. You're on national TV. Let's go. Was it, uh, was it just me or did it seem, I mean, his dad's crying with him and then his dad stands up and he's shaking a hand of everybody that's at that little gathering backstage uh, last night. Was it just me or did his girlfriend just come across as look at me? So I see the vibe I got was she was trying to like get him to lift his head up and you know be obviously he's proud and it's emotional yeah. for him but to like lift his head up this is how I took it lift your head up and be like hey here I am like look at me I'm, how awesome mm-hmm. of a moment because eventually I'm like dude you got to stop crying a little bit here and right. like lift your head up that was my yeah. takeaway from it I uh, well I saw her earlier when they did the opening shots where all the guys were introduced and then they went back to their little sections in the quote, the green room. 
And at one point, she had this. Now, granted, everybody's got a bad look if they get caught at the right time, okay? But they panned over, and he's excited, and he's got a smile on his face, and he's talking to people. And she's got the RBF, the resting <laughs> bee face, and she's on her phone and just looking like she's just waiting. Just, you know, get to the payday. Let me know when it's the payday. You know, that's what she looked like. Yeah. And then when she did finally hop up after his name was called, uh, the first thing she did was lose her dress. Cause her dress, <laughs> her strap fell off and she's trying to grab it and keep her boobs in. And it just, and then after that, she's jumping up and down and she's kind of like moving in the front of the camera. Oh, you know, yeah, almost, no, a, yeah. yeah, she you totally kind of taken that moment and then was like pounding on him. Like, <laughs> just, just beating so, the hell out of him, you know, like look up or, you know, recognize me. I don't know if she wanted him to look up or just to recognize her, you know, hey, give me some love for whatever reason. What I want to see spectacular at something. No, but, mm, yeah. How are we looking? What I was sorry to see your line. What I want to see, though, Bill, is it's it's not the immediate family members that's around. It's like the hanger on aunts and uncles or cousins twice removed or something yeah. that you haven't talked to your whole life. And all of a sudden you hit a big payday. I would love that camera on like the forgotten family that starts calling me like, hey, remember old Uncle Billy? Really? Could you use a couple right. thousand dollars? <laughs> <laughs> it's like some of the parties that were last night for the guys that weren't in Vegas and they had these elaborate parties and some were kind of cool. They had balloons and some family members around them. It wasn't huge. And then you get to a couple of these guys that got chosen and they've got this massive get together, you know, that <laughs> that you're thinking to yourself, there's no way they know all these people. This is oh, like yeah. somebody brought a friend of a friend who said, I'm going to a draft party. And they said, cool, free beer. Cool. <laughs> yeah, I'm on my way. I'm in, you know. My, yeah. favorite, my favorite draft moment, though, it's like when Russell Wilson got drafted and it was his girlfriend at the time. And I know it's that viral picture. And she just looks like she just hit the biggest payday of all time. Her jaws like on the floor. Right. She's screaming. And Russell's just like, you don't know this, but eventually I'm going to be with Sierra. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it was one of those moments last night where she was she was kind of hogging that camera and. He was just uh, kind of soaking it all in, and they were trying to find tissues to soak him in. And they got to so be a great feeling. It's got to be a great yeah. feeling. Oh yeah, God yeah. I mean, the the fact is that he's staying in Pittsburgh. Where's he originally from? By the way, um, let me go look that up really quick. I, is, I know he's, I know I, he's I, from I, around there. Okay, that's what I was going to say. Is he from there? Um, because if you're not from there and you're playing in Pittsburgh. And then you stay in Pittsburgh. It's it's okay. But if you're from that area, you become the quarterback of Pitt, and then you're going oh. to the Steelers. Yeah, it's just because like of the University a, of Pittsburgh. Uh, originally born, let's see here, uh, Ocean Township High School, Oakhurst, New Jersey, and then went to Pitt, Okay. Obviously. So, yeah, then he went to Pitt. So he's a New Jersey guy. So he either grew up rooting for the Eagles or the Giants or the Jets. One of those three. He's kind of that guy, most likely, unless he grew up a Steeler fan. I mean, who knows? But I can't imagine that he was a big-time fan because the Steelers did. It wasn't like the Steel Curtain. He wasn't around then, going back to the 70s. So my assumption is he's probably either an Eagles fan uh, growing up or a Giants fan growing up uh, back when Eli had some success. And now he's, you know, now he's off to, uh, to Pittsburgh. But regardless, I mean, it's a big deal to, to play for, you know, the University of Pittsburgh. And now he's off to the Pittsburgh. Isn't it crazy Steelers, that so. him and Jordan Love are the same age and Jay Love's got two years in the NFL and Kenny Pickett's just right? now coming out? Right. Well, that's some of the reason why people believe that Jordan Love is all of a sudden going to advance his talent, that he's going to have this epiphany and things are going to be click for him as he matures. 
I don't necessarily believe it, but some do, and more power to them, I guess, if that's the way they want to go. Uh, 877-867-1670. Hit us up. Let us know what you think of last night's NFL draft. What do you want to see now? What do you want to see the Green Bay Packers do now? And give me give me a bold prediction regarding the Packers. Give me a bold prediction. Like, are they going to end up packaging up a couple of trades and they're going to go after a wide receiver from X, you know, from the Giants or the Jets, or they're going to find somebody. They're still going to pull off the DK Metcalf move. Or give me something. Give me some kind of bold prediction that you think just has an absolute shot at possibly becoming true. Stay tuned. More of the Bill Michael Show next. Welcome back to the program. We're glad you're here. Thanks so much for uh, tuning in. Bill Michael Show continues on, and on this Friday, the Packers getting ready to delve into round number two of the NFL draft and the best remaining players. You can probably even go down uh, a bit. Do they go in the, say, the offensive tackle range? There is a tight end, Trey McBride, the kid out of Colorado State, who could be available. Also, you've got uh, uh, Bernhard Rainman. Uh, the offensive tackle out of Central Michigan. Uh, those are the next best available kind of need fillers for this team. Uh, but Christian Watson's going to be there. Sky Moore out of Western Michigan, the wide receiver, is going to be there as well. Or do they continue on this strange path to bolster the defense? You know, now, obviously, <laughs> they're not going to take Malik Willis out of Liberty, but there is a corner out of Clemson, Andrew Booth, and if you think for any second at all that you're going to need to develop another corner because of the real it's it's out it's a complete outlier but let's just say you can't come to an agreement with Jair you franchise tag him for a year you've got to find another guy would Andrew Booth Jr be that guy 6 foot 194 pounds uh runs extremely well and again played in uh Played for Clemson, a, a championship-style team, if you will, a team that's been there, done that, always had a lot of success. So do they go in that direction? 877-867-1670, or Kyler Gordon, uh, the other corner, I think, that's out of Washington. He's another one that the Packers could go in that direction. Uh, there's tight ends that are available. We know that they could bolster that tight end position. Uh, but many of you upset last night, now that you've had a chance to kind of think about it, a day to absorb it. 20, well, not even 24 hours. Say 12 hours to absorb it. Are you okay with what the Packers did? Uh, this is from uh, Elsinore, who says, Last night, pissed off. This morning, in goody we trust. Let's get back at it. Uh, Coach Covey, or Corey, excuse me. Coach Corey says, uh, The defense just got a lot better. And as David Bakhtiari tweeted out last night, defense wins championships. Yeah, David Bakhtiari did hit Twitter last night with the first, the first pick. Said defense wins championships. So he liked the pick. A lot of people complimentary of that, but still needing wide receivers. Still needing wide receivers. 877-867-1670. This is from uh, Snowboard Dan says, wide receiver in tight end tonight. Uh, Complicated fellow says, I like the tight end from Ohio State. And uh, Mark says, I also like the tackle. Who are they going to get? Who they ever, who they going to get? And I, look, the whole thing about needing a wide receiver in the first round, because the Packers never draft a wide receiver in the fir- first round. They tried to, they tried to, but they just didn't. They 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 weren't able to get there. Brian Gutekind said himself they wanted to make a deal. They just felt either one the trade value was too much, 
they were asking too much via the trade value chart or that they just, you know, somebody else was either offering more or they just couldn't find a partner to dance with. It's that simple. Um, yeah, San Diego, uh, San Diego Rivas says that the Packers had uh, first round draft choices on six, uh, first round draft grades on six wide receivers as choices. So if they are all are gone, then why not go and build up your defense? Completely agree. I mean, if there was a tackle there, a right, a true right tackle, you could have gone in that direction, but there wasn't. There wasn't. 877-867-1670. You want to hit us up? Feel free to go ahead and do so. 877-867-1670. Um, Mark says, uh, Devontae Wyatt came with some legal issues. Do you feel that those are going to be a problem? They're not necessarily flattering. As Brian, Brian Gutekinds addressed this last night, uh, and if you listen to Devontae Wyatt talk, um, and we can replay those for you. I mean, you can take a listen to them, but if you listen to Devontae Wyatt talk, um, first of all, Brian Gutekinds said he was younger. He, you know, did not physically assault anyone. And um, they felt pretty confident after talking to him that there was a different level of maturity there, that he was truly repentant there. And when you listen to Devontae Wyatt talk, you get the sense that he he gets it. He, he made mistakes, and he's just this this good dude. I mean, I I don't know how else to put it. You want maybe you want to believe that. Maybe you don't want to think that somebody with a character issue comes into the Green Bay Packers and actually then has a persistent character issue. That maybe that's just all in the past. You want to believe it through the green and gold glasses. You want to give somebody a second opportunity. Um, I, I don't know. I, time will tell. I hate to say that because it's so cliche, but it's true. How do you handle success? How do you handle being away from home now? How do you handle being in the pros? How do you handle 24-7 this being your job? How do you handle when you go out to a club? How do you, you know, all of that kind of stuff. How do you handle girlfriends? How do you handle your checkbook? How do you handle life decisions now? What do you, I mean, granted, the most NFL teams have so much support staff around you. It helps, helps make those decisions easy. But how do you handle all of that? How do you handle all of that right now? 877-867-1670. Uh, Jason says, I was kind of pissed that they uh, passed on uh, Johnson and the other defensive end, but was okay with the defensive tackle. And after thinking about it over, uh, I'm good with uh, the picks. My heart was set on the Packers getting a wide receiver, and Pickens at a wide receiver. I think he's going to be one of the uh, better wide receivers in the draft. If he wasn't hurt, he'd be in the middle of the top first round. So there you go. 877-867-1670. More ways to get a hold of us if you choose to do so. Hey, if you're looking, by the way, speaking of choosing, now I'm looking out my window, and I don't think you can see it. If you're watching over on the Bud Light live stream, uh, my neighbor has decided uh, early this morning to get a new roof. And, uh, well, that's not the case. There you go. Um, to get a new Yeah, you can't see it. But to get a new roof. Anyway, long story short is this, that the roof is being put on, and she's doing new doors and windows. I did find out Pella, our friends at Pella, are going to be next door over the next couple of days. They're going to be putting in new windows all around the house, fixing that place up, and, and she's done a great job in kind of, you know, restoring the house. But right now is the time to do it. You buy three windows, you throw in a patio door, you save 500 bucks, Or excuse me, you save $1,000. You save $1,000 if you buy six of them. The more you buy, the more you save. You throw in the patio door, you're good to go. Get You only got a few days left for this particular deal at PellaWI.com. That is PellaWI.com. Or call them 855-P-E-L-L-A, 855-Pella-W-I, 855-Pella-W-I. 
and ask for the deal right now that they have going on here in the state of Wisconsin. And they can come out, they can custom measure, custom manufacture, custom assemble, custom install, get it all done in as little as a day, as a matter of fact, and make your house more economical. Do it now. Get it ready for the hot summer months. Get it ready then for fall and winter going into next year. They've got all kind of financing options as well, but all you got to do is call. Get a hold of our friends at PellaWI.com. That is PellaWI.com. For Leo Chanel. Just an FYI. Just pining for him. Ebo, how many people called in this morning wanting to know if Chanel was going to end up in the Green Bay Packers? Well, we were talking about that yesterday, too, uh, on your show, Bill filling in. And today it's like, yeah, people love to have their Wisconsin Badgers on the Green Bay Packers, my friend. The, the, yeah, the temperature do. was a little, little lukewarm, though. It was mostly like, where's the wide receivers? Um, do you agree with what the Packers did? Listen, I some men want to watch the world burn, Bill. I love the fact that seeing Packers Twitter burn down when they didn't draft a wide receiver. But I do like what they did. I do like the picks. It, that's going to be just a stout defense, and they're going to be a, more of a run-first offense coming up, and we know Aaron Rodgers can hit timely passes. So I like that they're uh, doing it. And those six wide receivers that they all had targeted were already off the board. Goody's probably going to do something in this late second, early third. We'll see. The uh, and I by the way I was watching your I don't know if it was Twitter last night or over on Facebook or Instagram where you said you just uh, you know loved watching everything burn. Oh so, yeah, I, I do, dude. Yeah. I, I love the chaos. I love chaos. And there was, it, admittedly, the the chaos was you know wild last night when the Packers did not go in the direction of a wide out that many people were coveting. And as guys begun, because I looked at this and I thought, you know what, this is this is interesting because. Uh, okay, you look at Trayvon Walker, he goes first. You knew that one of those, and I was a little bit surprised that Walker went first. Even though Aiden Hutchinson, for all intents and purposes, he was going to be the guy that everybody thought that was going to go first off the board. He was on every, just about every draft chart. You saw Aiden Hutchinson's name listed first, and then he obviously goes second. But when it got down to the fact that after seven picks, it was offensive tackle, offensive tackle, defensive end, corner, corner, defensive end, defensive end. I thought, now you've got to run on these guys, on these trenches guys. So maybe this is going to continue. And then when they, when Drake London went from USC over to the Falcons, yeah, the Falcons picked him up. I think it was number eight when they grabbed him. And then I thought, uh oh, this might start something. And then the Seattle Seahawks, they move around, and they get the, the big offensive tackle from Mississippi State. But they needed an offensive tackle. It wasn't like they needed a wideout. They need, they, whoever's going to be quarterbacking for them, look, well, that was one of Russell Wilson's biggest complaints was he was getting the crap beat out of them. So they needed a tackle. But when Garrett Wilson, when the Jets jumped up and got Garrett Wilson from Ohio State, and I thought, oh, boy. And then the Saints jumped up, and I'm like, who are the Saints going to get? They need a wide receiver. Yep, they need a wide. Then they got Olave, and then went Jamison Williams after Detroit jumped up to get him, and you saw uh, that's when everything started to fall apart. Although I was surprised that Jahan Dotson went at number sixteen, and Watson went ahead of Traylon Burks. 
I was a little bit surprised at that. I thought Burks would go first, but the commanders grabbed Johan Dotson, and then Traylon Burks went after that, and then the rest is history. Then you had your six wideouts that were pretty much gone off the board. It is what it is. Um, Frank said, hey, Bill, I think the Packers played it smart. They improved the D. They didn't get uh, scalped to move up for uh, a receiver. And, by the way, the uh, tribute to Mickey and Elmo on Facebook loved it. Uh, uh, yeah, if you didn't see it, um, you know, a year ago. Can you believe it was a year ago that uh, not only was it a year ago that uh, I lost Mickey, but it was a year ago today on this exact date that the word broke regarding the Aaron Rodgers story. Doesn't it seem like it's been two, three, four years of this? Seems wild, Bill. I was reminiscing about that yesterday because I last year, right? Because you know, you and going through with your dogs and whatnot, man. Obviously, thinking about you when I filled in for you, that's the news you gave me, and I was like, "This is so crazy. This is so absurd." I'm like, "All right, it's Bill's show. It's his word. Let's go." Yeah, uh, it was a year ago today. Is when all of the on this particular date. Now, obviously, it was the first day of the draft, but. When all of the Aaron Rodgers stuff leaked out, when we found out that San Francisco made a call wanting to trade for him, Rodgers found out about it, wanted it, wanted the deal. And that's that's what set off the the world saying, wait a minute, why does Aaron Rodgers want out of Green Bay? And that's when all of it began to uh, kind of matriculate out. And then we had remember, because it was uh, uh, there was a certain reporter in the state of Wisconsin said absolutely false. Went on Twitter and ripped me. Absolutely false. By the way, never apologize for being wrong. Never. Not once. Uh, but said absolutely false. And then we know that, you know, Kyle Shanahan said, yeah, we made a call. <laughs> he admitted it. Goody admitted it. You know, Lynch admitted it. You know, they all said, yeah, we, we made a call. And uh, then obviously uh, uh, Dunn, who is uh, uh, Roger's agent, found out about it, delivered it to Aaron. Aaron agreed, said, yeah, you know. So it was, it was what it was. But yeah, it seems like it's been years of this, but really it's been now 365 days. That's it. Uh, 877-867-1670. By the way, coming up after the top of the hour, uh, Brad Spielberger, he is from Pro Football Focus. We're going to talk with him about not only what the Packers got, but what's remaining that the Packers could get as you start to fill holes. We all know wide receiver is the number one need. We assume that offensive tackle, specifically right tackle, is another need. What else do the Green Bay Packers have to get? And last night, by the way, one thing not to overlook is the fact that in picking up the two draft choices, the Packers in Devontae Wyatt and uh, then in getting uh, Quay Walker, they just got better on special teams, in case you didn't know. Their, their special teams are now a little bit better. When you look at a guy like Ty Summers, one of their better special teams, gunners, downfield tacklers. When you look at a guy, a guy like Quay Walker, you know, obviously, uh, uh, Wyatt, these guys will add to special teams. You've now got legit bodies you can throw in, whether it be on the offense or on the uh, line for, uh, field goals or for punts or what have you. You've got bodies you can throw around out there now. More for Basachi to work with. So not a bad way to go. But we're going to talk with him coming up here in just a little bit. So stay tuned for that as we start to kind of break down what's available, what the Green Bay Packers could possibly do. Uh, Chase said, assume Walker. Uh, and why it are serviceable, we have uh, o, uh, o holes uh, on that D. Zero holes on that D, I guess, is what he's trying to say. You're, you're right. Think about the defense as a whole right now, and I hate to use that as a pun, but think about that. Where would be the weakest link? You're only as good as your weakest link. What's the weakest link now, defensively speaking, for the Green Bay Packers? What would be the weakest link when you talk about all of this? Because you would say this would be, this would be your starting front. You would have 
Dean Lowry, Kenny Clark, Devontae Wyatt. De- Devontae Wyatt then backed up by Jerron Reed, who they picked up from Kansas City. You still have T.J. Slayton sitting there. Okay? Then you have Preston Smith on one side. Devontae, Devondre Campbell as your middle linebacker. Quay Walker alongside him. And Rashawn Gary on the outside of the other side. Then you've got Eric Stokes and Jair Alexander. Right? Adrian Amos, Darnell Savage. And your rolling corner coming in, say, for nickel, would be Rasul Douglas. Now, you may not have a lot of depth behind that. You still have Chris Barnes. Yeah, you still have Ty Summers. He's going to make the team because of special teams. You're in there with Isaiah McDuffie, the six-round draft choice from last year, who they're trying to develop. You know, you still got a little bit of depth there. But on paper... On paper, not a bad way to go. Um, Brett says, I think T.J. Slayton may be on thin ice. He ha- he's got to grow this year. Last year, T.J. Slayton showed you flashes as to why they drafted him in the fifth round. But he's got to grow this year. He's got to now expound upon that. And this is usually when they make the jump. It's usually going from year one to year two, possibly even year two to year three, because that's when really, when you look at what uh, Rashawn Gary did, his year two to year three was a jump. He began to really, really produce. And he made a lot of people, including myself, wrong about that pick. So that's what TJ Slayton has to do. Have a lot less... Uh, a washout plays where he just gets completely bowled over. He's got to get a lower center of gravity. You know, Mike McCarthy used to joke about it all the time. Well, the pad level. It's true. TJ Slayton is an upright blocker. You can't do that. You got to stay low. You got to get leverage. He's got to hang out with Kenny Clark. Got to hang out with Kenny Clark because Kenny Clark does it as well as anybody. Stay low, keep leverage, and at the very least, stymie at the line of scrimmage or get some penetration. If you can move your guy backwards and cut off cutback lanes, that's what your job is. And if you if you get good enough at it, you can begin to suck up a double team, and therefore, all of a sudden, it helps your linebacking core as well. I think the Packers on on defense, they're pretty stout. They're pretty stout defensively. Now you've got some room offensively, obviously. You have Sammy Watkins, Alan Lazard, Randall Cobb. You need to add depth to that. You're not going to get it done with Amari Rodgers, although you're hoping he makes a jump. Malik Taylor, Jawan Winfrey, no, you got you got to make a jump. But offensively, you still need that right tackle. Elton Jenkins is not ready to come back yet. He's more of a guard. You'd like to see him move down. And then you'd have David Bakhtiari, John Runyon, Josh Myers, Elton Jenkins, and X. Whoever it is you throw in over at that right tackle position. And you still hope that Cole Van Lannan, that six-round draft choice from last year, is able to expound upon his second season as well. Stay tuned. We're going to talk more about the depth of this Green Bay Packers and the depth of the draft coming up next on the Bill Michael Show.